fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Are we ready? Yeah, I think we're ready. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, on this special Father's Day edition of Section 336, we sit down with our own father and talk all things Orioles and all things fatherhood, all that and more on this edition Section Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. How's it going? And on this special Father's Day edition, we're also joined by our father, John Sroka. Welcome, Dad. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I got a lot of questions for you about fatherhood this is going to be a good show i'm excited about it because it's your your first father's day and we got yeah real interesting dynamics here we have dad who's been a he's been a dad for what the past 30, 36 or so years a veteran of this of this fatherhood game um all the all his kids are grown up and out of out of the house um some have moved farther away from home than others uh and then we have josh who's who's also who's has uh, a, a two kids in elementary school and a kid just starting kindergarten and then we have, I think I got that right. No, middle way school. wrong. Middle way school. wrong. Two. One middle school. One middle school, one elementary, elementary school. school, one preschool. Oh. But other than that, it's close. Yeah. They're just my nieces. Uh, yeah, hey, at least you got it right that they're girls. And, 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 and I got one that's five weeks old. Uh, he grows up so fast. I remember yeah. when he was just four weeks old. He grew up really fast. <laughs> Starting kindergarten, right? Uh, but before we get onto that, I got... Because I got some questions for for my dad and for you, Josh, about fatherhood. But before we get into all that, I got it's been a while since I've went on a little bit of a rant here to, at the top of the show. But I got a little bit of a rant 
um, from yesterday's game, something that kind of bothers me. Really? That bothers you? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just glad that we're not having to wear wear uh, paper bags today. Yeah, I mean, that was the other option, paper bags. Yesterday's win at least gave us a little bit of hope that maybe this team can turn things around. We were yeah. going to go with paper paper bags, and only one of us would have holes. <laughs> be tough to do a show like that. Yeah. I, I mean, remember I don't need a hole for my eyes, just at least hole for my mouth. Last week, we decided to go go in the positive, the positive angle. Yeah, well, I'm going to start off with a little bit of negativity here. All right. Uh, go for it. Something that kind of grinds my gears. Uh, Wade Miley's line yesterday, his line, he allowed. Oh, uh, you were complaining about this at the game. He had a no hitter for how many innings? You guys don't even know what I'm complaining about. You can't, can't, can't I know get it, to it? You won't, I know a what you're complaining about. Would have dropped the ball, let go through his legs. Oh, it's uh, the, the no-hitter would have gone further if Seth Smith didn't play that ball poorly exactly. and then fall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he had a no-hitter going. Two okay, guys slide A no-hitter. He, 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 he 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 standing ovation, no-hitter. Once allowed, you let the no-hitter go, you can imagine the de- dejection and weight. So go ahead, slam in some more. But the yeah, I'm just dejected. saying he allowed six runs. He had four walks. One gave, unearned. One but, unearned. But, but, one uh, unearned. So, so he's still in five innings. He gave up five runs. Not ev- bad. Not every, bad. Every Oriole pitcher does that. Yeah. Yeah. Show yeah, me an Oriole fine. pitcher that doesn't do that. His that's ERA fine. is still below most of Oriole pitchers. Have. That's fine. And, and, and Oriole fans, when, when, when he left the game, to, he had the ERA about nine in the game. People clap for him. And that's fine. If you want to clap for him, I really don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Here, here's my bigger issue, though. Yes. Wade Miley, uh, when he, he let off the game, the first batter, he, he walked him. Third batter of the game, walked, walked him. him. After the first batter, I know it's the first batter of the game, but I, 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 I booed him. I gave him a good old-fashioned, boo, you suck, Wade. One of those numbers. Right. I think, and here is my rant, there is not enough booing going on. Given Wade Miley's history of walking guys, you start off the game, you walk the first guy. I think that's very boo-worthy. If it was Dylan Bundy out there, I wouldn't boo well, Dylan Bundy. But that's very boo-worthy. Right. There's a big there's a big pushback about booing your own team. Yes. And that people that don't think you should boo your own team, even if your team has played like crap for a month. Yeah. And these same people who say you shouldn't boo your own team. They want Dan and Buck fired. Well, they're the keyboard, keyboard heroes who on Twitter and Facebook and Madison and uh, Rockabaco's blog are talking about how the Orioles suck, but when they go to the game, they just sit in their hands and won't boo. I would argue... No, they, they don't boo. They, they, they sit behind us and talk about what they're going to write on the blog and the, and the message boards. I think you have a right to boo. Yeah, and I, I would say this. I, I would take it a step further and say not only do you have a right to boo, I would argue my fandom is better than your fandom if you don't boo. You, you are better if you boo than, than if you don't boo. Why? Because I'm, I'm passionate. And if the Orioles play poorly, and if certain players continue to play poorly... You should boo because you should boo poor performance because you care. Well, if you don't care, you just sit on your hands and let it go. Well, not only that, uh, the seat I was in, I think, was $36. A couple bucks of that was Wade Miley's contract, probably. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm paying to see an excellent performance, and I'm seeing a major league pitcher who can't find a strike zone continually. Yeah. Well, and then, and, and then when he gets up with a seven-run lead and he walks on with a seven-run lead, well, he walked I'm the very, booing. He walked the very, fir- very first batter after after the Orioles scored all those runs for him. But then in retrospect, I mean, if you had anyone to boo that day, I was saving all my booing for Asher. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I'll be very honest. That, well, that whole inning, Asher, uh, Blair, Blair, whatever yeah, his let's, name is. Let's talk about, he Asher, he comes back in, yeah. and I'm more, I'm more concerned. I know we won the game, but you, this is what you boo, boys and girls. Alec Asher comes in, gives up a home run, then gives up a single, then gives up a single, right. doesn't get anyone out, and right. then he's pulled. Yeah, you boo that. Complete you failure. That. You and, that. and if it hurts his feelings and he doesn't want to pitch in Kevin Yards anymore because he's booed, I would say good, did, good, good. Did, Philly. did you notice? That's right. Did you notice there were still a few people clapping as, yeah. as Asher walked off yeah, the Yeah, I think it was Cardinal fans. Didn't we get him from Philly? Yeah, for cash. I mean, he wouldn't have made it out alive in Philly. Yeah. Oh he no. He got booed in Baltimore. Yeah, he yeah. got booed by about me and five other people. Right. We weren't even throwing batteries. And then and then Blair comes in. Understand at this point you still have like a five run lead. Blair comes in to do one thing to pitch to one left handed hitter. And if he would have given up a single, I would have been annoyed, but I wouldn't have booed. But you walk the guy. You just give right. him a free pass. He doesn't have to earn it, just a free pass. Especially when so you I, got, a I huge that. Lead you got a huge lead. And you're and you're not finding the strikes out. Yeah. So and for the record, when Hyunsu Kim last year, opening day, let it be known, I did not boo. No one at this table boo Hyunsu Kim no. because you only boo for bad past performance and continue poor performance. Hyunsu Kim had no no performance prior to opening day, so I don't know how you could boo him. 
Now, if Hyunsu Kim would have started the season like he started spring training, 0-30 or whatever it was, then you can boo him. But I've never but, but booed Hyunsu Kim, but i tell you who I do boo. Who do you boo? I boo Chris Davis when he looks at a third strike three called. I boo Buck Showalter when he brings in uh, Hobardo Jimenez in a run-run game in the eighth inning because that's bad coaching. Terrible coaching. Absolutely. I boo Kevin Gossman when he gives up a home another home run on 0-2 count. I'll boo that crap. I'll boo Kevin Gregg. <laughs> Kevin Gregg. Kevin Gregg. <laughs> well, he got booed opening day like, well, yeah. or something. Because oh, he, that was, no, that wasn't was Kevin Gregg. What was the guy's name? Rodriguez. Yeah, that was Rodriguez. Yeah. Because he blew two saves. He blew a game in, in Tampa, Tampa. Then comes home and then he blows the opening day <laughs> game. Yes, uh, yes, he should have been. Yeah, booed. well, I, I, at some point we've also booed Kevin Gregg for his closing season. I'm sure. Yes. But uh, I'll boo a closer who can't close games, right? Yes, yes. All those things are acceptable. And not only acceptable, you should boo. You should boo when players suck. The way our starting pitching has been, do- has been playing the past month, fans, you need, to, you need to not just sit there and cry about it. You need to boo. Boo poor performance because it shows you care. If it's a continual problem, like O'Day will have a bad game every one out of ten. You yeah. wouldn't boo that one game. It, no. Because you no. know what you're getting out of right. it. It's a, it's a build-up. You'll never right. hear me boo Dil- Dylan Bundy. You'll never hear me boo Trey Mancini for getting out. No. Right. Yeah, I mean, even guys like Adam Jones. I would never boo Adam Jones. Even yeah. Manny Machado, as frustrating as he gets, Ooh. he's getting close to that edge at the plate, but then he wows you in the field. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I would never boo Machado for misplaying a ball at third. I wouldn't boo him for misplaying a ball at right. third. But I would boo him maybe for getting thrown out at second. Maybe I'd get boomed for that. Or not running out of double or play Or not running out of double play ball. But, but when Scope has yeah. his sixth error of the year at second base, it gets a little frustrating. Yeah. And, and the money plays some small factor. Like when Chris Davis strikes out, he's making all that money. Right. Yeah. That plays sense. But Alec Asher's not making any money. I'll still boot you. Well, and with Chris Davis, the watch and strike, it's like you're not even trying. And it's like if you're sitting there and you're telling us you're there to swing the ball hard and smash the ball, you won't bunt because you're paid to hit the long ball. You got to yeah. swing. But but my point is the orders are playing terrible. We went to the game yesterday. I feel like I boo and some people give me some sidelong glances. No. <laughs> you should join me in the booing when your team's not playing well. And I know we got – yeah, uh, last week the Orioles were sucking, and we came out all positive in the show. This week the Orioles, we just witnessed them with a whatever a seven-run win, scored fourteen runs or something, and now we're starting off negative. But I just wanted to get that booing thing off my off my chest before we get to the Father's Day stuff. Uh, I hope you feel better. I feel better. Okay, I feel good. That's good. So we all agree it's okay to boo. Yeah, it's all okay to boo. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's just like, but one of my pet peeves is when. A batter uh, accidentally uh, throws the bat into the stands on a missed swing, and it leaves his hand there. And some people feel compelled that that individual who caught that bat has to return it to the player. I think it's no, no, no. You never return the bat. I don't know, but some people really believe that. I, I know. I, I, I don't know what that has to do with booing, but you know, you don't. Well, it's it. fan decorum. It's, it's fan the overall decorum. fan decorum. Right. And and to this, you know what? One of the things that bothers me the most, or maybe not bothers me, the thing I love the most. Is when an opposing team hits a home run. That's not what I love. I when don't you, love when, when you throw play. it back. I love the throw the baseball back. Yes. That you hit this home run. I want nothing to do with this baseball because right. that's like the coolest thing to catch a baseball. Right. But to say no, no. I don't even want this baseball. I'm rejecting this. Yeah. I'm rejecting. Yeah. It. Yes. If if I was at a, uh, like a Rod's game when he hit five the 500 home run and I caught it at Camden Yards, I would throw it back the 500 home run. Sure. Because it's the coolest thing ever to throw back a home run. Yeah. Especially an opposing team home run. When your own team had said, I'm I don't know. to throw it back, if, but if you, you shouldn't throw if that If you know back. that ball's getting you money, you hold on to that ball. Oh, yeah. That's your philosophy. Yeah. I'm more of a principled guy. You're more of a money guy. See, you, you want to throw it back to, a, to A-Rod and say, I don't want this ball. Wouldn't you rather hold on to that ball and say, you can't have it? No. You know what? I take it. I take a Sharpie. I stamp my destroy name it, on it. And destroy yeah, the ball. With it. I draw an inappropriate male body part, and then I throw it back. <laughs> so, so that when you go to the Hall of Fame, you can say... Look, Silas, I drew that on the ball. That's right. Yeah, and I, I appreciate your integrity of fandom, but but it gets destroyed by your your love of the wave. Yeah, yeah, destroyed. yeah. Right, it does. Oh, you Dad, that, 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 oh, takes, Dad. that takes that takes all it eyes off cre- the game. Yes, it kills your credibility. I know we had this show, discussion on the show before, but I've never really had it with my father here. <laughs> uh, I, my 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 argument for the wave, Dad, is is yes. it contributes to fun that people are there to have fun no. that people can watch the game and also do the wave at the same time. You're they can stand up and throw their hands up. I've watched the people; they cannot do both at the You're same there time for the game. Okay, 
Okay. Okay. What about the crab shuffle? Should we get rid of that too? Uh, yes. Yes. It's too old yes. right now. It is. And the, and the, I, I figured it out. The first couple of times I got it wrong. Now, right. uh, now I'm going to Because there's only three videos they play, and right. it's, a, it's a video A, B, or C. And I can pick the ketchup once in a while to win a race. I'm tired of that one too. But that's that's neat good. Well, it's your fault for picking the ketchup every time. Oh, you're, yeah. you're like, I think that I think you're a week late. I think I that was even, our discussion last week. Let's get rid of all those videos. I don't even look forward to it. I don't even look. I don't even relish that race anymore. To tell you the truth. Yeah, well, you, you know what? You need to catch you know, up with the discussion we, we had last week, right? Because we talked about it last week. What we need is Mister Freeze, the Freeze. Yes, whatever that guy is down in Atlanta. Yeah, that's a cool race guy. We race. need that's that. Cool if we're not going to have racing presidents, give us Mister Freeze. Yeah, or, something or like Michael Bourne. Is he doing anything right now? Can we just get my, my, Michael Bourne to be Mister Freeze and <laughs> and run around the outfield yeah. racing people? Or or even better, Michael Phelps. Okay. He's he's apparently will race, race anything now. He's racing a shark, sir. Right. Right. He's going to race a shark. Right. Let's have him up here to race some things. How do you race a shark? Is that shark going to be like unleashed just swimming I'm out guessing. there? I'm guessing. They got to be in. Are they going to be in a track? How, how, does, how do you race a shark? Do you, do you think it's like how they race greyhounds with the little rabbit on the on the thing? It goes around like they yeah. think they're going to put like something on the on for the I, I think shark they're going to tie chase. something up to Michael Phelps the back of his bathing suit, a little piece of meat, and he's got to outrun the shark. Now that shark. I would watch if it's if it's a outrun the shark or you're losing a leg. Yeah, that, that's 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 what I call shark week. Put something on his little ankle, little yeah, to dangle that at the end of his ankle. I don't That'd know if you have thing. to. I think just like human flesh is good. I don't think you have to put anything there. We digress. Yes. I don't know. Do sharks just? I thought sharks were relatively friendly unless they see blood in the water. Well, something. then there you just slice his ankle a little bit. Yeah. See, there you go. There you go. Uh, we were. Uh, my dad was telling me before I got on the show. Uh, this is the the ten year anniversary of getting lost in or in getting Africa. found in found Tanzania. In Africa, yes. Yeah, uh, you, you can go back. We did a whole episode of, about Africa in the archives. Pod one oh seven. It's not one oh seven. I just made up a number. I don't it know. does not have a number. It's <laughs> uh, a special bonus. It's bonus it's a episode. Bonus I, it's I think it's bonus episode two. Yeah. I think we did one bonus before yeah. it. I think it's the second one we did. I got spoiler alert. I got lost and then I got found. Uh, ten years ago today, so that's I, a fun fact. I think the episode is called "Matt Dies in Tanzania." Yeah, that sounds about right. But I didn't die. No, he's here. I'm right here. All right, I want to get to some uh, fatherhood talk. I, I'm a, I'm a new father. This is my first Father's Day. But I saw someone. Never mind. Never mind. I saw someone on Facebook say Happy Father's Day to someone who the baby was still in the womb. I'm not sure that really counts for a Happy Father's Day if the baby's still in the womb. Well, it not depends. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you believe, believe life is, is, is when's yeah. life start? Yeah, you, you, that, that this is, is your second life. Father's Day. I don't know why yeah. you're making such a big deal about this. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Well. Okay. Fine. So, um, I have some questions now. Now, bro, no, still, whoa, 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 talk, yeah. Let's back this up a little bit. It yeah. still wouldn't be his first. It would still be his first Father's Day. It still would be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wasn't. I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to do the math. Oh, but I just did well, mentally. Uh, that you know, no, it doesn't I, last. A pregnancy doesn't last twelve months. Right. I don't know how. Uh, right. The it doesn't take twelve months to make a baby. Just takes know. one one moment, boys and girls. One moment of poor decision to make a baby. Remember that, kids. <laughs> Got a lot of young listeners. Just want to throw that reminder out. One poor decision could make a baby. Uh, <laughs> so where are you going with this? Oh yeah, yeah. I got I got some questions about raising a kid to be a baseball fan. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I want to start here. Uh, when, when a, especially in our day and age, there's a lot of with young people, a lot of experimentation going on. Um, I want to use Josh here example. Josh, when he was a kid, I know he experimented some. You get this wrong all the time. He experimented a little bit. You remember this, Dad? He experimented a little bit with the Miami Marlins. Yeah, yeah. wearing a hat sometimes. I've never. Or, I mean, Florida Marlins back then. Thank <laughs> the you. The big Marlin in the bedroom. The big Marlin in the bedroom. Okay, yes. big Marlin in the bed. Yeah. Hold on, there was no big Marlin. There was a Marlin. There Marlin. There was a Marlin in there before. <laughs> Depends on. Definition yeah, of Marlin. That was right when they uh, uh, became a franchise. Josh yeah. kind of jumped on that bandwagon. I think now, it was the colors. Of now, I, th I think it was a celebrate baseball. Okay, this question is not for you, Josh. This question is for, for, for Dad. At any point, Doesn't sound like it. At any point were you concerned that maybe you were raising a Marlins fan and not an Orioles fan? Were, were you like, was there a time when you said, okay, I got to sit down with Josh and have a nice talk that you can experiment and explore a little bit, but at the end of the day... You're an Oriole fan, and you're and you're coming back home to be an Oriole fan. Yeah, I always thought, I always knew where his allegiance. You know, he, I, I never pictured him coming out of the closet on that issue um, at all. You know, I thought, yeah. I thought he would stay. We've had this discussion many fan. times. He just had a little. A little you keep trying to use the same analogy that I mean, doesn't work. He turned work. his hair blonde one summer. Right? He did. Right. That's so, true. And I, 
I put them all in episode just like that. It was an episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just an episode. But but my concern is, what would you do? And is there any way to avoid this? Um, You're concerned about Silas, aren't you? Well, what, what if Silas decides? Because yes. I want him to choose. To, to root for who he wants to root well, no, for. See, that's the problem there. I, yeah. I no, you don't do that. You're, you're born. You don't yeah. do that. You're We're born an Oriole fan. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. You don't let them choose. My goodness, if you let them choose, you could end up with a Yankee kid. No, I'm not saying this is me. Uh, you could, but, or a Boston Red Sox kid. How obnoxious would but that be I, in the family? I have a good friend whose um, in-laws are all Ravens fans, and and his he himself and his parents are all. Um, skins fans. So there's some Ravens or skins in both sides of the family. Sounds really familiar. Yeah. Um, now he, his decision is to raise his kids to choose if they want to be Redskins or if they want to be Ravens. They have both Ravens jersey and Redskins jerseys. They're like three years old, four years old. Um, and he's letting them choose what they want to be a fan of. Are you okay with that? No, you know you don't let them choose, right? I mean, Cher had that famous song, "Mixed Breed." That's all I ever heard. That's what you're talking about, mixed breed. You don't have that. And and at you what know? age are you saying they're 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 smart enough to to make that decision? I don't know. That, that's an, know that's, that's right. an important life life changing decision. Like right now, I, I would hope you're you got to start surrounding the kid with orange and black colors. Right? Hold on. The diapers Here's the real question. Orange and black shirts have to be. How orange. much Redskins stuff does Silas have? He has none now. And I've talked to the in-laws. The in-laws have been very supportive because my wife comes from a Redskins family. And my in-laws have been very supportive of, of making Silas, of making sure Silas is a Ravens and an Orioles fan. I've been hashtag blessed with I that. I gave you a Flacco jersey. Yeah, I know. I know he hasn't worn it yet, but he's worn Orioles gear before. Yeah, okay, right. So you've um, got to start doing that from day one, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I suppose. so. Do, but you, do you think the on family the other has hand, backed off on the Redskins stuff because the Redskins are so bad? Well, th- well, that's my next question. The goal of a parent, the goal, parent has many goals, but one thing the parent wants is for their kid to be happy, right? Well, I don't know. I, mostly it's, it's you want you to be happy. Parent wants the parent to be happy. Parent wants the parent to be happy. Yeah, yeah but usually and a happy you, kid makes a happy, happy parent. So you're, you're you saying, become happy along the way. That's just a bonus. You're, but, you're concerned about, kid, about yeah. setting Silas up I, for what we were set up with, with 14 years of crime. I think I might have been happier... As a Yankees fan or oh as a Red my. Sox fan, because I would have been able to celebrate more World Series, whereas an Oral fan, I get Jack Squat. So, wow. I mean, is it Except the kids' happiness have, important? And then the Orioles discussion? were still at least good for most of our I childhood. Mean, you got to go, go for the love of the game. Love of the game, right? And the Orioles are the, uh, it's synonymous with the love of the game. Not and the and no matter how poor the Orioles were when we were kids, we still had Cal Ripken to look at. So hopefully, Silas will always have Manny to look at. Okay. Okay, hopefully. Um, we don't want another Mike Messina situation. But you're right. Here. A parent always wants a kid to be happy, but you, you know you encourage a kid to go in a certain direction. Right, there's life. things more important. Right, it, to, to, I have also have concern. I'm, I'm expressing some of my concerns here with young sure, Silas. Sure, He's only five weeks old. I already know he loves adventures because whenever we get in the car, he, he gets quiet. He doesn't cry, and he's excited to travel. So I already know he has a love of travel, which I'll try to nurture. Um, also... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as far as baseball, though, goes... Well, by the way, I if you were c- carried in a seat <laughs> everywhere you went, you'd probably enjoy life a lot better, too. Yeah, that's But true. you got to walk to places. Well, right now, th- there's Uber. Everywhere you go. All right. There's Uber. I enjoy to be carried. Yeah. All right, carry you later, Josh. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a concern that Salas maybe just won't be into baseball. Uh, what do you well, do think, if your kid's not into baseball? Well, isn't that a concern, like nationwide now with this whole play ball initiative and have a catch yeah. initiative is is getting kids to pay attention to baseball again. One of my fondest memories growing up, and Dad, you remember this growing up, is uh, it, we would there was that baseball field uh, right, yes. right by our house. A very we little kids, field. A very, back, yes. Okay, it, it seemed huge to it me. It seemed huge back then. Um, and we would always go out there with neighborhood kids and play baseball. Yes. One of my fondest memories. One of my concerns is currently I don't live in any type of neighborhood. There's no baseball fields right by my house. Josh is blessed to have a baseball field right behind his house. Um, so my concern is there's not going to be that opportunity to play baseball growing up, and so maybe he won't love baseball like I did. And so I, I'm concerned that he won't be into baseball. Well, I grew up in the inner the city of Baltimore. There weren't no fields where I grew up, so we played stickball against the wall, right? Right, you got to you got to age a little bit here. Well, stickball. Well, wait a minute, but stickball was simply you, you painted a a, a, a 
the batter's box on the wall of a building, and then you march the feet off and you pitch to a guy in the batter's box. So, so you and that was it. You graffitied the building. Yes, that's what you did. You did, you did uh, graffiti the building. Yes. And how, how many players could, could you play with that stickball? Are, are the rules of baseball the same with the, stickball? No, you don't run to a base or anything like that. No you, running. No, no. It was, you know, so what do you do when you hit the ball? Well, well, you, you, you admired where the ball went. Oh, nice. You did you use an actual stick to hit the ball? Or no, did you have no, a baseball bat? No, you used a baseball bat. You actually used a baseball A baseball? Bat. A yeah. baseball or a tennis ball? Uh, a hard tennis ball kind of deal. A rubber ball. Oh, a pinky. Uh, it was a step up from pinky. Okay. Curveball was pinky. Yeah, curveball was pinky. But see, you, that's, then that's, the, that's the bigger concern is to, to get a baseball game going, you got to get 10 to 20 guys yeah. and friends. So what you we, gotta do, we know about that struggle. Right. Yeah. So we had that struggle as kids. And we still have it, yeah. It's, right. It's, I mean, softball we, we had that people. struggle. We had, right. Yeah. We had that struggle today. But um, even as kids, we had that. So you'd have to get creative with games like uh, Rundown or Pickle yeah. and Curveball. And where you have to, uh, you've got to go out there and play with your kid. Yeah, my and then just sign because you're gonna have to baseball. you're gonna have to sign him up for a baseball team somewhere because he's gonna have to go to like a red a field to play with other kids. Assuming he's in the baseball, uh, well, does not matter that, at that point. You get, you get to make that decision for him for the first few years. Yeah, I mean he'll play t ball. He'll play that kind of stuff. Whether he wants to or not, he, oh, yeah. they 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 don't make decisions at that point. They're just right. kind of mindless. They're beings. robots at that point. Okay. You know, no, you, and you the, program and they do what you do. Right, it's only a couple more months until you have to strap that glove on the right hand. Yeah, and and, yeah. and tape a ball to his yeah, left how hand. Pops, how sure come you never? How come you didn't make any of us a lefty? We we could have been. I could have been somebody. We, we could have actually. could have been somebody. Play baseball instead but we're of just here. Normal right-handers. Yeah, I don't, I don't we got know. nothing. I don't know what happened there. Right. A couple comments from the chat room. Uh, Charlie Bird's watching the O's and 336 at the same time. That's what we encourage our, all listeners to do: to watch both the game, put it on mute, then turn us on. Don't watch us on mute. That wouldn't be very entertaining. No. So turn the game on that mute. That would work. Yeah. He also said that the bonus, that bonus episode, talking about uh, Matt dies in Africa, is one of the first episodes he listened to when he found the podcast and has been hooked ever since. So we encourage you to go back. If, you, if you're just listening to the show, go back. How can they find that, uh, Matt dies in Africa? How can they find that show? I'll, uh, I'll repost it on, yeah, on section336.com. In honor of the 10-year anniversary. Uh, yeah, it'll be up near the top under episodes. Or I'll even put it on the front page, maybe. All right. I got a list of questions here that on this Father's Day that I'm just going down asking my dad uh, questions I want to ask about raising a kid in this day and age. Uh, my next question on the list here, Dad, how many diapers did you change uh, when we were growing up? Did you ever change a diaper? Did you? Uh, yeah, I think I and, did, and but they weren't. I don't too. want to bring mom into the show, but right. I can bring mom to verify yeah. if we yeah, need she's to. She's probably upstairs still. Yeah, she's well, there's four still. kids, so I'm going with three. Yeah, that's a toughie. I don't, I don't recall, which is a sad state of not being able to recall how many diapers went there. I probably changed more uh, grandchildren's diapers than my own children's diapers. Oh, really? Yeah. I, we did, yeah. It was more of a, uh, back then it wasn't that uh, macho thing. How, how was, uh, that's one way parenting I feel like it's changed, right? Josh, how many diapers did you change growing up? Uh, did you change with your kids? <laughs> growing up, growing up. Growing up, <laughs> up that's good. Yeah. Josh, um, how many? Yeah. All of them. No, I don't know. A bunch. Who changed more diapers? Mandy, I'm sure. Yeah. But what percentage do you think it is? You think it's like 60-40 or is it like 90-10? In no. my case, it's 95-5. I, I mean, she's home during the day with the babies. So I'd say it's 75% her. Okay. All right. Why? Well, why? Why? Where are you, you at? You, you haven't changed your first show. diaper yet. No, I've, I've, you haven't done it. You haven't no. done it yet, have you? I've changed oh, yeah. a lot of diapers. I was just curious to hear, hear Dad say how many because I know things have changed, right? That's true. The home has become a little more fifty-fifty percent sharing responsibility. So, so where are you at right now? I, I would say I'm probably at thirty-five percent. That's good. No, I'm probably closer That's to forty, forty-five percent. But Emily. again, right, Emily. <laughs> I, I bet Emily would agree. That's probably about forty percent. But like it's summer, so I'm around more in the summer. So. When school starts, I'm sure that it will go down uh, and be a lot less than 40%. But all right. I can handle that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, Josh and I, I don't know exactly how the numbers fall out. We're at like the tail end of our favorite group of people that we refer to as the millennials. 
I'm not, uh, a, not a millennial. Okay, well, I fall into the millennial category. Yeah, you do. Um, so does uh, Robin, my, my little sister. Does our older sister, yeah, Lark? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bert, Bert and I cleared it. Okay, so you guys cleared it. The rest of us fall into millennials. And, and Dad, you're familiar with the millennial we, we, term, we, right? We love the millennials. You're familiar with what we mean by millennials, right? Uh, I know the term, but exactly, again, what does it mean? Uh, Josh, how would you define a millennial? Yeah, we always have this discussion. <laughs> how does that get defined? Uh, I always think the of... The whiny kids that don't move out of their parents' home? They always get a trophy. Always get a trophy. Oh, yeah, wow. Um, they, you know, they want orange slices at the end right. of the game. Right, you got, you got to do everything for them. No hard work. They, yeah, they want to come. Right, got to come into the workplace, being a supervisor. They I want mean, someone to pay for their college education. They don't want to pay I, for anything I, themselves. So I would think that is the current generation, yeah, but millennials. Yeah, not a, a it's guys. Yeah. It's guys in their twenties to to thirty five, right? Yeah, yeah. So twenty to thirty five. Okay. Yeah, right. the current generation. Okay. Yeah, that's not my question. My question is this. I feel like somehow you are to blame for the millennials because you raised some of the millennials. You and your peers raised a lot of the millennials who are growing up now, these whiny, entitled brats that are the millennials. Um, do you feel some responsibility in that? Or are you like a millennial yourself in that you shirk our, all responsibility? You know, we get lots of we get lots of bad comments when we, when I know, we people, ba- bash millennials. Because it's all our listeners. Gets, yeah, because millennials. millennials listen to podcasts. So they all get upset. I know. When, when I was only responsible for four yeah. kids. And... Um, they're all hard worker, uh, hard working individuals who don't uh, feel like the world owes them a living. So I- I'm okay. 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 I feel okay about that. All right. Fine. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think uh, I qualify for any of the, a lot of the things that the millennials qualify for. I didn't need a trophy just for showing up. No. I earned my trophies. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Certainly. Uh, all right. How's, how's your list over there? How's your Father's Day list going? I, I've been looking at some... Uh, I would never purchase a parenting book to about yeah. how to parent. I would never... Did, did you read any parenting books? Like when yeah, you, we did. Dob, uh, we read uh, Dr. James Dobson's books, a couple of his books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't you read the Benjamin Watson I re- book? I read ben, uh, Benjamin Watson's book. Uh, here, here's what I'll read. If someone gives me a, a parenting book, I'll read it. And so someone, our neighbors, gave us the, the Benjamin Watson parenting book. Cool. I read it. Um, there's two other books that friends have given me that I, are on my shelf to read that I haven't read yet. But I'm a little uh, standoffish to, to, to the parenting books for two reasons. One, I feel like when I went to, like when I went to Tanzania and when I go to Tanzania, I, do, I try not to over-prepare. I just tr- try to kind of have an adventure. And I take all the supplies I need, but then just kind of enjoy the adventure that is Tanzania. I feel like that same way with parenting, where I got kind of the supplies I need. But I don't overprepare. I kind of just enjoy the adventure. And secondly, I'm always struck that parenting is kind of different for every single human being. Yes. Like parenting, this is like when te- other people try to tell me about classroom management. Well, don't tell me about my classroom because my teaching style, it, the way I do it is not going to work for everybody else. And so I feel like parenting is like that a lot too, where the way you do parenting or the way Josh is parenting, not all of it will um, match up because you just have different styles. So to say, here's how you parent. Is a very difficult thing, so that's why I've kind of been opposed to the parenting books. Your thoughts? <laughs> Your well, thoughts? I, well, since I read what? a couple of Dr. James Dobson's yeah. books, did, did you feel like that helped you make oh, a make better parent? Really? Yeah, well, because I hadn't been there before, right? I mean, let's suppose you hadn't been to a place before and you wanted to find out about it, all the nuances. You'd get a book about it. Well, I hadn't been a parent before, so I think those books really do come into play because I do think there is a norm to parenting, if you would. I. That, the, the things are not blank slates that you have a responsibility to fill in that slate with that child as much as possible. Oh, this is fair. Josh, did you read any parenting I books? Read, I didn't read any parenting books. No. That, that's, oh, the way no. he said the, the smugness. No, no, smugness no. towards my, parenting my books. My girls are turning out okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you no. Go. I'm sure Mandy read some books. No. I, I didn't read any books. Yeah, Emily's read a couple books I'm too. sure I flipped through the what to expect when expecting book. I'm sure I flipped through that with Mandy. But no, I didn't read anything. All right. Well, it seems like, uh, and and I had the advantage of having uh, both my brother and my sister uh, have kids, and my little sister have kids before I did, so I could kind of um, learn from learn from them a little bit. So I wasn't a completely blank slate going in. Um, but it, it seems to me so far, my five weeks of this, it's it's fairly easy, right? You feed the Nothing kid. To it. You, you, you feed the kid. Uh, you you change the kid's diaper. Yeah, it's really. Um, it seems pretty pretty simple yeah, here. I'm, really overrated. A lot of people have written a whole lot of books about this thing, parenting. Ah, eh, this seems pretty basic to me. Pretty basic, but maybe it'll get it'll get more. Well, when I started parenting, I had uh, a full head of hair, and it was dark mm. brown. 
Now mm. I have very little hair, and it's all gray. I think there must be something to parenting. I don't know. That, that happens to a lot of people without kids, too. Yeah, I think it's, it goes quicker when you have kids. That's probably true. That's probably true. Um, one question, if I can, uh, and I know we're getting a little away from sports. That's all right, because these are questions I want to know about. Some That's serious parenting it's, it's, it's been a rough time to uh, to talk Just Orioles. To Orioles so I think it's good. It, it's Father's Day. Yeah, it's Father's Day. And we got young listeners, a lot of young listeners who uh, may be getting married soon, maybe get having uh, having kids soon. Notice how I said married first, then the kids, right? Keep, 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 I'm keeping it old school. Um, but a question I have about uh, about parent, I've talked to, to some, I haven't gotten a lot of advice from a lot of people. I've gotten very little advice from very few people. But what, but one <laughs> one interesting piece of advice um, in conversations about raising a kid that I was talking to a friend about is when the guy became a parent, he had a lot of um, uh, principles, a lot of things he wanted to make sure he instilled in the kid. He was very like, I want to make sure my kid does this, does right. this, does this, does this, does this. Sure. And then as he had one, two, three, four kids and things got a little more complicated and like life took over, some of those principles – he kind of looks back on and jokes on because often the reality doesn't match up with the principle. I know this is true for you, Dad. I know you, you shared some stories about apparently when Josh was a kid, Christmas was awful, uh, but things had gotten better. Mm-hmm. So this lots struggle, of, lots of things were awful. Uh, balancing this struggle of like all the things I want my kid to do, like for example, my kid's five weeks old. When my kids get older, something my wife and I have talked about is we would like our kid to eat what we eat not to have to make a special meal every day for that kid we want them if we're eating rice and beans or whatever we're eating for that kid to eat that now that's not something really good in principle to say but reality might be right. hard to actually make that i agree exist. i agree with that but i give camden a cheese stick if she's going to sit there and cry right so how do you balance this reality with kind of the principle of of how you ideally want this whole kid to grow up that question i, I think you start off um i think with josh i, I start off really hard line and then you realize over life's experiences that that's probably not the best way to do it. And then oh, you, that's why Josh is the way he is. Uh, you hate to see that. You got to experiment with one child though. So he was the experiment child. You you learn what not yeah, to do. Yeah, look at Robin. She's yeah, a, you know, right, yeah. Those, those books didn't work. You know, yeah. the point is though. though I I think um, I I don't know. I, I, I personally I still make the kid cry for an hour before I fed it a different meal. But that's just me. Really? You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, life is about, you know, crying. You know, life's about uh, b- realizing that hey, sometimes you got to go along with uh, what everyone else is having at the table. Yeah, and no, I mean that was just an example, but there's that's a lot of things. What's that? But, but that's just an example. Yeah. But but each parent has a different norm. Right? Yeah. But I was much too strict enough with the first child, maybe part of the second child. You have seemed even over the as as we've grown up to really chill out a lot. Uh. I, I would say <laughs> that's that's the marijuana. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say you you seem to compromise your principles, but you seem to relax a lot. I think it's a great way to put it. You've relaxed a lot and not be so uh, so hard nosed about certain things. That's now, good. I think that's good. Yeah. So we're all at uh, at different stages in in, in parenting here, um, and I see that we're watching the Orioles game here on Sunday, and the Orioles continue to hit, which is it's yeah. good to see. It's, it's, back it's to exciting to see them hit at home. Yeah, Hopefully that can continue. Do you see the nice... Was that a triple by Adam Jones we just That was a triple. That's dead fun to dead see. center field off, off the wall. Dead center field. Triples are one of the most exciting plays yeah. in baseball. I guess, I guess he did Except it. for the home run. The inside the park, park home run, yeah. yeah. But I, I guess his knee's okay after being hit on the knee yesterday. Did you see a replay right. about that? I never saw the no. replay. Because we were up in 3-3-6 and Adam Jones took a shot, which I thought was to the hip. Other people said to the knee. Uh, it was and he weird how he went down. down. Yeah. Yeah. He, he laid down like he was like about to race. That was when Adam Wainwright was still pitching, I think. Yeah. Adam Wainwright was throwing like 60 miles per hour. So I don't right. think it could do that much damage. Did you see the, uh, did you see the uh, Trey Mancini softball double play he had the previous inning? No. Pop, was, pop fly to first base? Line drive to first or base. Or line drive to first base. He didn't catch it. Hit the ground. He picked it up. Tagged, <laughs> tagged the runner trying to get back to the base. Did he hit the, hit the ground on purpose? Did he drop no, on purpose? No, he didn't do it on no, purpose. No, okay. He lost it. Because I did that before in softball, and they accused me of being Bush League. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, it upsets them when you do that in softball. But yeah, I think it's a good strategy. But Trey got the double play, helped Dubato out. Yeah. What were we talking about? We, we got off track there a little uh, bit. Dad, dad was now. really strict on me and Mello with you. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're at different stages in our parenting careers here. Josh, is, I feel like he's in the middle of the fr- – like if this was a uh, – I don't know. What kind of analogy could we make? Are you trying to go with a storm? 
Is that where you're trying to go? Middle of the storm? Yeah, middle of the storm. I, I'll use a, to use a baseball analogy, Josh is kind of like in the fifth inning with the bases loaded. Like, this is the game is up. It's only the fifth inning, so it really is not the end of the game. But this could determine the outcome of the game. Josh, bases loaded, fifth inning. Uh, Dad, meanwhile, yes. is... Uh, oh, yeah. uh, it's over. The game is over. People I'm are, in the clubhouse. People, people, I'm in the people clubhouse are hitting the showers. With, uh, yeah, with Tom Davis and... Um, uh, J- Steve Johnson's dad. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, <laughs> you're, you're Rick Dempsey up there just yelling. Yeah, I'm No, no one's listening, but you're yeah, yelling. Exactly. That's me. I, that's my stage of life right now. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, I'm, I'm, we're, we're just about to do the O in, in the national anthem. We're, we're, yes. we're doing the O. Uh, so we're all kind of at different stages. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the O. <laughs> we're doing the O over my house. <laughs> uh, but the, I'm just curious, um, now that you – uh, see, see what happens. What Josh, Josh's entire life now is consumed with these three human beings that are running around crazy in his house. Yeah, all yeah. girls too. Yeah, and Josh is going to be like that for the next, I don't know, ten years of his life, right about that. And then they'll start to move out, and things will get a lot easier. Um, I, I don't understand. It's be how, a little more than ten years. Camden's only three. Okay. Well, you know, they move out young nowadays. Um, fifteen years, fine. Uh, pops, from your perspective, how do you how do you live with? I mean, you 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 have. Uh, children who range from the age of 36, uh, 36, 37, 38. I'm 37. Thir- 37. All the way down to how old Robin? I feel like she's 12. Two years she's younger than you. Okay. So 31. Wow. Robin's 31. I thought I she was know. like 12. Unbelievable. Um, h- how was it growing up with four kids? Then they all leave and your life just goes on like normal. H- how does one adjust? Because my, cause your life becomes so consumed with the children. Uh, this is why a lot of parents get divorced after the kids True. leave. Yeah. Because their whole life is involved with the kids once the kids leave. Uh, and I'm not saying you, you should get divorced or anything, Dad. Thanks. I love Mom a lot. So I think I. you guys should stay together. I'm glad Thanks. you do. Appreciate but h- uh, how do you – this is some advice for Josh here. It's, well, I'm far away. But how do you handle that adjustment of them leaving the house and you're stuck alone with, <laughs> is, with Mom is, in the house? This is so far from an Orioles podcast today. <laughs> it's a special Father's Day stuff. edition. I know. Special Go Father's ahead. Day edition. I'm just uh, – we're having a Father's Day talk. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's a, a real problem for most marriages who are – who have been successful up to that point in time, right? Because you, yeah. you're true. And that means um, you need to uh, keep that relationship with your wife going while you're raising those kids. And it also means to have outside other things that, that pull you uh, and, and gravitate you to. We were involved in church, still are. Um, the other thing was, as far as now, uh, we have a date night every Tuesday night. We still do things together and we still travel together. So I think I, initially, I think that was really hard. But I think we've kind of got to a really good place. And, and so you have an existence, an identity, a life outside of just the kids, which is, is great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, true. Uh, you do now, now, right now, Josh's whole life is consumed with the, with the girls. <laughs> Three girls. Tr- yes. Trey Mancini just got another triple while you guys are talking oh my about gosh. afterlife. We're, we're here talking about deep stuff. Yeah, Trey just knocked it off the left, left field wall. Triples. Good thing Josh is keeping us in the game. I know. Yeah. Uh, we're Josh, you can join fun. the conversation I mean, wherever you want. Triple, triples are fun. Be free. All right, I'll bring it back to sports, bring it back to baseball. Um, a lot of my favorite memories growing up, a lot of the ways we interact as as sons and fathers is involved in baseball uh, or sports in general, yeah. watching Ravens game together, going to baseball games together. Yeah, and, and that was true even in elementary and middle school. Some of my favorite memories are, uh, I love specifically watching basketball games, going to watch Maryland games, or even watching high school games, or even just you coming to high school basketball games um, and talking about being able to talk about uh, the strategy and all that stuff, really, with basketball. Right. Yeah, and even as little kids going to uh, Memorial Stadium. Yeah. And all, yeah. Yeah, I don't times. really remember that. That's before my time. Um, but a lot of my favorite memories as a child, especially not really with, with mom, not that I didn't have good memories with mom, Thank but they're not, really, <laughs> they're not really sports-related at all. Um, but I look at kind of every kind of fond memory I have with you is related to, to sports in some way. Um, would you say that that's true for you too, growing up? Yeah, that, I think so. Yeah. That when you think of raising us, and that might be different with the girls, I don't know, but at least raising the boys, very much connected and associated with sports in some way. I think so. I think sports is an, an amazing bridge to relationships. I really do. Yeah. Especially uh, with your sons. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about a baseball game is you sit there and you, you're forced to sit next to someone for three hours, four hours yesterday. That game was a <laughs> long game. Um, and just sit there and communicate with the other person about baseball and about other things. Where I feel like 
like I've never really enjoyed going to football games all that much because the whole atmosphere is football is more shouting and yelling and yeah, drinking. It's, it's and not a good family atmosphere. It's not like baseball. There's sitting, there's communicating, and some people call that boring. Uh, I call it good kind of spent with like-minded human beings experiencing this event together and, and peacefulness, and community, and for peacefulness. me, it's peace. It's, yeah. it's it's going to a baseball game where the rest of the world kind of drowns out, blocks out. But Especially for all of you guys when your cell phones don't work. But you know what? Yeah, let me talk about that for a moment because I think uh, I think lately that um, technology has kind of made its inroads in a negative way into communication. For example, I think now when we drive home from an oral game, we initially talk about it. And then I look around, and you guys, because I can't, I would be probably, to be honest, but I'm There's driving. There's no text and driving. Yeah, don't yeah, text and drive. Yeah, you guys are on your phones when you're We, we just sat with you for and, three and a half hours. Thank you. So you, you're you asking to, for another 30 if, minutes? If you, if you transfer that time back to five or six years ago, we would have be conversing all about the game on the way home. Now we're not. And, yeah. and, and that's a real, I think that's a real thing that you all are going to have to deal with your children in a much more stronger way. Is how do you... Uh, break that 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 hold that technology is getting on us more and more. Yeah. Well, we we have that this summer. So w- where we tell our kids to put the phones down, go outside and play, um, because we see a lot of their friends that spend the entire day and like all their summer just on their computers. I mean, I would spend. I would go over at my friend Paul's house and we would play his Nintendo sixty four all play, day. Play some WWF. We would play Goldeneye. <laughs> And right. WCW Revenge, right? And that and that's all different. day too. And the mom would come down and say, "Go outside and play basketball, boys. You can't." Spend but the at least day there, you're that. doing fellowship with other yeah. boys. Yeah, it's it's different when it's more isolated. When you're, it's very isolated when you're on your phones or a lot of isolation. Yeah, yeah. The Orioles are crushing the, the ball. At, Orioles are back, baby. This guy is. The Orioles are back, baby. Yesterday hitting dongs left and right. Today fifth inning already seven runs. Who's that uh, with the dongs? That, that's Castile. And Scope had Castile, one that yeah. was that Fowler <laughs> stole. Yeah. So they're just crushing this guy. That's good. Seven runs because you know the Orioles give up at least five. That's right. That's true. You feel like this team has to get in double digits every night to 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 win, and uh, and we knew like at some point the bats are going to heat well, up. Well, we this all is... said once it, it gets summer, once it gets hot in Camden Yards, that ball is going to fly. Yeah. But notwithstanding that, you got to have good pitching, and that's still a question mark. Ubaldo's pitching well today, apparently. Yeah. He's yeah. got to be a key going right. forward. And else d- we're not going to be there. Yeah. And that's what I yeah you would think Duquette's on the phone would be on the phone saying all right the bats are back I need a pitcher find me something yeah and I wonder I know you don't want you don't want to get into Oriole talk you got your list of father no, stuff th- that's fine and I want to know because because this must be even harder for Dad because growing up he witnessed some of the best pitching you'll ever watch uh, for the Orioles sure now he has to watch this crap well, ha- have you watched a baseball game on TV recently Jim Palmer this has been driving oh, yeah. Jim Palmer oh, yeah. crazy he hates it yeah. he hates it um but I but. The rumors the past couple week and a half or so, I think after our show, I don't think we talked about it last week, but there's been yeah. lots of rumors of strife in the clubhouse between Buck and Manny a little bit, and then between Buck and Duquette, not happy. And you, it's got to be after games like this, where Buck has to just be yelling at Dan, get me pitching. We're hitting the ball, get me pitching. Yeah, okay. They've got to do something. Well, you know, if Buck was such a genius, he'd be yelling at him in, in January or in December or November, not now, because the team is the team now. Right, but I think... And the, the whole stuff about Buck and, and Duquette with Strife, it, it makes me roll my eyes and laugh, because this is how it works. When a team's supposed to win and they don't, there's always Strife. Right. This is what always happens. Sure. You have a team with high expectations who don't win, and all of a sudden, there's drama in the clubhouse. There's drama. Yes, because when people win, don't win, they're, uh, and they should win, they're unhappy. This happens whether you're playing a peewee level baseball or you're playing in the major leagues. If you don't win, conflict happens. I, I guarantee there would be no strife, no conflict if the Orioles were in first place in the AL East of, right of now. Of course not. Of course not. Because this is what it, it, you can mark mark your calendar by. If the Orioles are in last or next to last, which they are right now, there's going to be conflict okay. and strife. It's not a story. This is all right. Fine. Everyday business. Then here's the story: the Orioles are in second to last place. Yeah. But the division's so close; they're only still like five games out of first place. Yeah. So I used to be able what, to say they're still in the wild card, but now I think there's two. They're two games out. Of the I wild think card. they're yeah, well, game and a half or two games out of the wild card. Yeah. But all right. So now the Orioles are hitting the ball, and now we've got some soft parts of our schedule coming up. What do the Orioles do? What? Do they bring in a pitcher? Do they let this ride out and see, or do we start trading? Uh, I'm interested to hear hear Dad's perspective on this. I, the 
the people who said sell all, sell all, sell, sell many Machado, sell. Yeah, those people were going crazy last week. Yeah, and if the Orioles continue to hit home runs, they're going to start to really shut up real fast, and they're going to feel really foolish a couple weeks from now. And all those people think that you rebuild like in an off season. Yeah, the people who are yelling haven't been through those fourteen years of losing, and they yeah. think you sell Manny, the guy, the guy sitting behind us yesterday. You weren't around during this. You went somewhere during the game. The guy behind us said, "Oh, we we're going to trade Manny, and it's going to bring us three pitchers." And two fielders, and it's going to set us up for years. No, you don't get that. It'll bring you a few 19, 20-year-olds who may or may not turn into exactly, really exactly. It's you, uh, highly talented prospects who will get back. Right, prospects. We know a lot about right, prospects right. here at uh, on the Orioles. Exactly. And people will say rebuild too. How, how do you rebuild? If you rebuild through the draft, that means you get one pick, and maybe if your team's really bad, one pick of the top five. I, I could go past the Orioles' past top five picks. Not all of them have turned into be great players. Not all of them. Manny's sure. up there. Uh, who else? Maybe Matt Wieters is up there. And he was, And you can't build a whole team around just one great player. So you have to get really lucky. So it's just it's really hard to rebuild. And it doesn't always happen. There's a lot of teams like the Mariners, who I feel like have been rebuilding for the last 20 years. Uh, Dad, w- would you at this point, the way the Orioles season's going, would you say, okay, um, knowing all kind of all the losing that we've been through in the past, would you say, let's let's throw in the, 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 the towel here and uh, – and start from start from scratch and trade Manny. No, I, I wouldn't trade Manny, and and I'd, I, I guess I'd still wait for some of the pitching. Like Gosman concerns me more than anyone, right? Because he's got the stuff, still throwing ninety six, ninety seven, but he's not striking out anybody. If he could turn it around, I think that this team has a chance to make the playoffs and actually still be significant in October. But it all depends on on the pitching. I I look at the division and I see. I, I think the Yankees will fall. I really do. Cause and they, they started to fall. They, they've lost, what, six in a row? And they don't have the pitching. You, you see they're losing seven to six. Tanaka has been really bad, yeah. too. Sebastian has just got deal, hurt. Yeah. Right? So they don't have the pitching. I, the team that I still dread is is the Red Sox because they really do have the pitching. If you take Sale, if you take Price, if he gets his act together. Just imagine them in a, in a five-game, seven-game series. Yeah. They, they're pitching, right. both and, pitching twice. Forget about Pris- it. Priscilla's having a terrible year. I think he's like three and whatever. And yeah, again, big right? drop-off. Yeah, the last big drop-off there. But if he would get his So I, I, I think Boston's the team to beat, not the Yankees. So I would not be a seller. If, I, I would like to see us get another pitcher. Uh, and so you'd like be a buyer a, here. I would be, depending on where we go in the next couple of weeks. It's all critical in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And see, and, that, and by putting it on the next couple of weeks, it's really interesting because you can't, it, there's no rule that says you got to buy on July 30th. Right. We know pitching's the problem. Right. He should be trying to buy now yeah. if he's going to stick and stick, focus on this year. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons that people wait to, to buy is the sellers right. are, this, are you waiting. Get more sellers. Yeah. And, and if you're a seller, you want more than one guy, more than one team competing for your guy. And what do you have to offer anybody? Right that's, now? And that's the that's big the problem. What do you have to offer in the minors? No, I, and I, I said for months, I said Trey Mancini's a trade chip. You can't trade Trey Mancini right now. He's the best player on your team. Yeah, but Josh, that mindset is the reason the Orioles get in trouble in that nobody wants to trade Kevin Gossman when he's good. Now when he's bad, nobody wants Kevin well, Gossman. Of course, of so course, y- except that Davis is hurt. And Davis is out probably through July. Yeah. So, but so, but Davis is your, is your first baseman. Trumbo is your right. subpar right fielder. So Mancini seems like the guy you can part with. He seems like it, except that Davis is out. Plays. So you need him. You need him to play first base. Okay. So when Davis comes back in July, let's say July thirtieth comes along, you're looking at Jose Quintana for Chicago White Sox. They yeah. want Trey Mancini and Francisco. Go. As Bert says, who hangs up first? Right. Right. Go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's, and that's the thing is. We need pitching, but I don't know how you get it done with with what we've got, except for some prospects. We've got lots of bullpen prospects, but I think everyone has lots of bullpen prospects. Yeah, a guy like Chancisco is your future catcher, so maybe you trade a real guy like Castilla. But again, no sellers wants Castillo. A seller doesn't right, want Castillo. Right, exactly. A exactly. At that point, you're yeah. selling to a buyer yeah. who's not going to give you a, a starting pitching. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting uh, predicament the Orioles have, and and some would argue like what's the like what are we even doing here? So we get one more arm, we're stuck in a in a in a series against Boston. We're throwing up, right? Um, what does it even matter? We're throwing right. Bundy against Sale. Uh, Sale's going to win that all day. We're we're throwing up whoever against Price. We're throwing up Miley against Price. Price going to what's the point? Cause, well, but, but, well it, but think about what two or three years ago we went up against Detroit, who had three Cy Young winners. Yeah. 
right? And we yeah. we won. Yeah. Right. So and you really can't say that all the time. And what's the best move that the Orioles have made in a thing like well, this? We, it wasn't for a starting pitching. It was yeah. for a bullpen guy to shorten that. If you get, if you brought in another guy like Andrew Miller, and you and you get Zach Britton and Darren O'Day back in form, yeah. Then you're sure. Who cares if Kevin Gosman can only go five innings? That's good enough. Well, the problem yeah, is no one can five. go five innings now. No. Right. I mean. Yeah. And the thing that's weird is Detroit anywhere. Gosman Tillman have to turn it around. Yeah, and we could talk about how we beat those three former Cy Young winners against Detroit, but we really beat Jabba Chamberlain in that bullpen. <laughs> it was the bullpen. That's who we really yeah, beat. True, true. Uh, but but that's fine. Right, and and that's but I agree. Like get in the playoffs, then roll the dice. Just get in the playoffs and roll the dice. And we're gonna get in the playoffs. I hope this year we'll definitely get in the playoffs th- next year if we don't sell. And then we're gonna miss the playoffs for the next ten years. So <laughs> these next two years, this is your window. Right. Don't close the window early when you only have right. this, and you don't know when the window's going to open back up. So, is so it, it kind of feels like, yeah. let's play as hard as we can this season, see what happens, and do whatever it takes to get a free agent pitcher this offseason. Yeah, and then go out again next year. And then it's going to be really sad next year when, at the end of the year, if we make the playoffs as a wild card, we lose the wild card game next year, and then Machado leaves for nothing, see, that Britain leaves for nothing, and all these other guys leave for nothing. And Britain, you're going to have to let go. Yeah, yeah, as an but, organization, but you're gonna Manny, you're going to have, have to. the money put aside. You're going to have to decide as an organization: are you going to pay Manny the X amount he's going to require, or you're going to trade him? Right. You got to make those decisions. And I know next year. And I know Manny Manny's agent doesn't want to talk extension or anything. Now, obviously, he's going to want to wait, especially with the type of season Manny's having this season. He's going to want to wait until that free agency season, which means you have to determine as a team: are we all in on Manny or not? And you have to decide it next off season. So you know how to handle your team that year. Yeah. But if you knew, um, and because Dad's the only one here who can, who's seen and remember seeing a World Series. Because Josh, I believe, was alive in 83, but he doesn't remember it. Remember. He has a good memory, but not, but not, not, not that, that good. good. Nah, not that I, was, good. I was Camden's age. I was yeah. changing his diaper during the games. Well, I don't think you were changing the diaper, but someone was. Someone, 5% of the time I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you would, if you knew you were going to win a World Series with Manny Machado, you would find let him walk away, let everyone walk away for the chance to to win a World Series, right? Like that's what it's all about. You play to win the game. Yeah, I, right. you could lose for tw- twenty years. I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of people who constantly want to be in rebuild mode so they can constantly get young talent. But at the end of the day, you, your goal is to make the playoffs and then hope for something to happen. You can't build. That's another thing that people don't uh, consider. You can't build the Cubs or the Red Sox because their salary is never going to be there. So, because what they've done is they got young players and they've also signed. Locked. Uh, Chris Sales and David Price's. Right. And they we played, can't afford to do that. Right, and they played in the international market. Right. Or, which we don't do. Because they didn't sign Sale, but who they did sign is Mancata, who cost, I don't know, hundreds of million dollars, and then they were to trade Mancata yes. for Sale. So essentially yeah. they, they kind of bought Sale like that. And we can't afford to, to make those deals. So we have to – it's just a lot harder for us than it is for other franchises and other teams. Um, blame Peter Angelis if you want. Right. Blame small market size if you want. It's just the way it is. And I think part of it, I really do think part of it is this limbo that we're in with the Masson deal. And I really think it's important for the, Oriole, for the Orioles organization, for Masson, to figure that out this offseason. Because I think that has a big determination on where the money comes from for Manny. Yeah. And it's I think been too long. Yeah, it's, it's been, been, it's been, way too long. It's been in and out of courts now for a few years. It's got to be settled. Whether it hurts the Orioles or not, we need a, we need a finale of that. It's, it's dragging on way too long. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's affecting the ball club. It's affecting how they spend money. And we got to just get over it. Even if we lose it, we got to get over it. Yeah. What ends first? The uh, investiga- investigation of Russian collusion in the election or whatever is going on right now? Or the Masson deal. Well, what ends first? Uh, so, uh, hopefully, the, hopefully the Masson deal, because I don't think the Russian thing's going anywhere for four years. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, and then part two of that is, if the Orioles win the Masson deal, how quickly does North Carolina get a baseball team? Yeah. For MLB to try to take more market share from from uh, Angelos. Because MLB hates Angelos. Yep. Uh, and then lost thing, the game. One more comment about trading Manny Machado. People say all the time you're watching, and we saw him. Did he just make it? No, no that's Manny. Sorry, both teams saw, are blue. It's hard to, uh, it's both hard to tell. Blue. I thought a third baseman dived on the line. I just assumed it was no, Manny. No, but that play Manny made yesterday from 10 feet into foul territory, Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we're watching, And that's what you're paying for. We're watching one of the best players of our generation. And before you go, want to go and flippantly trade him, understand what you're trading away. right? One of the best players that 
like we've ever gotten to right. watch. Like, yes, and you got to look at it like I made the Cal Ripken comparison before. That even when the team was losing, people came to see Cal Ripken. They came to be part of the streak. You've got that something special with Manny Machado. Yeah. That that if your team can lose every year, you're still going to have a Manny Machado bobblehead each year yeah. or whatever. You're going to have something for Manny Machado. You're going to get people in the seats. He will be the highest number of jersey sales every year. Yeah. If they sign him to an, a new six, seven-year deal, I'll be the first one to sign up and buy a Manny Machado jersey. And a, I agree. I, bet, I, bet I think a, I got one, but uh, I, I'll, a, I'll get the new Under Armour one. And the, the moment he, he signed, they'll make millions of dollars off jer- jersey right, sales. The right. moment he signed. That was my argument for when they gave Chris Davis all the money. Once you sign a guy long-term. No one's buying Davis jerseys. Yeah, they like did. Well, right, but not at the level that they're going to buy No, Manny exactly. Jerseys. But the point is, once you sign someone long-term, no one ever talks about those jersey sales, which I assume the team gets a high percentage of those. Yeah. I don't know the math, but I, I doubt the it. I doubt I the player gets any. It's a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in the bucket. Right, for but four hundred million dollars salary. No right, but 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 seats, people coming to the stadiums is a drop in the bucket. It's all about the TV rights, right. and if you want people to watch TV, you put Manny Machado on your TV. Well, and, and because Manny Machado does the thing that you ultimately want to do, yeah, he's a, win. <laughs> yes, he helps and, you win, and he's a human highlight reel. Yeah. It's let's turn on the game, even if it's in the background, to see what Manny Machado is going to do yeah. tonight. There, there's a reason he's having a terrible year, but he's still going to be in the All-Star game in Miami. He will be. Yeah. Uh, right. You can count on it. Will he be? Is he winning the votes right now? Is he leading the votes? Know. I thought he was in third place. Yeah, he's, in third, he's in third place. I, I bet somehow he still ends up there, even having a terrible year. I don't know. Just the, watch it. Watch the, it. The Orioles, uh, maybe we could talk next week about the, uh, the All-Star game. I think it might be Brock, and that's it for the Orioles. Uh, I think Manny somehow figures a way in there. Get smuggled in there somehow. I'd I'd, like, I'd love to see Trey Mancini go in there and represent the Orioles. Rookie year, he's yeah. having he's having such a surprising season. Yeah, I the, would say he's having the best rookie year in <laughs> baseball. But there's a guy in New I York. Wouldn't yeah. not, I wouldn't judge him that way. Yeah, that's, right. that's exactly and right. Well, he also it also hurts him that he plays multiple positions. Yeah. And the way fan voting is, I don't even. He's probably listed as an outfielder. You know, we call Josh the button lover. We call the the zany one. We should start calling Pops the, the pun lover or something. Yeah, he's all over the, the puns, puns today. He's, he's the all puns, in the right. all in with the puns. Well, that uh, I have Father's Day episodes should be full of puns and dad jokes. Hey, Pops, who who who's better, um, Manny Machado or Brooks Robinson? You seen them both play? The human vacuum cleaner or Manny Machado? Who's better? Manny Machado in his prime, which is right now, I think, or Brooks Robinson, who you saw. We didn't see it. You saw in his prime. Yeah. You know, you know, Brooks never had the power that Manny exhibits as far as with the bat. Um, no, def- defensively, though. Yeah, defensively, I, you know, he has – Brooks – I don't know. I, that's a toughie. I love Brooks Robinson a whole heck of a lot. In the 1970 World Series against the Reds, no one – had a series like that in the field and at the bat. Uh, until Manny does something like that in a prime uh, series, I'm still going to be old school and go for Brooks. Okay. You know, yesterday Masson did side-by-side shots after Manny did that, uh, made that play 10 feet off the in the foul territory, and they had a side-by-side of Brooks Robinson doing the same thing in a World Series game. Yes. The difference is Brooks bounced the ball to Boog. Did, yep. And and Manny's arm is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that is. I, I've never seen an arm like that. It, it's it's phenomenal. And from a guy who stood at Camden Yards and tried to throw from third to first, it's yeah, phenomenal. Right, right. <laughs> it's <laughs> phenomenal what he does. But but Manny needs an, a World Series as an Oriole. Yeah, but I think when you compare players from such different generations like Brooks, I mean, certainly um, for a variety of reasons, Manny is stronger, more athletic, sure, and in yeah, all that, those categories. Right. And, yes. And so you almost have to compare him with his peers. Where I and I don't know, did Brooks have any? I mean, people talk about Mike Schmidt or Mike something. Schmidt and Philly. Did he have peers who were people even compared Brooks to? Because people have you compare uh, Manny to uh, Adrian Beltre or Nolan Ariando from uh, yeah, but you the also Rockies. but you also got to put in it. What if a guy like Brooks played today, where it's all baseball? He's in the training room constantly. Yeah, the science and technology well, of baseball you can only compare it to your own generation. Exactly. Yeah. And Mike Smith was the only guy that you could, yeah, have an argument. About. Maybe it was a bit better offensively, but couldn't couldn't right. hold. Well, some say he was very good at third base. I didn't see that much of him, but I, right. I, I wouldn't put anyone near. Some Brooks. people from Philly probably said he was exactly. good at the club. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're we're also in a different world where we can just get on our phones and see all the third basemen in baseball. Yeah. Where back then you didn't see that, and that was what made the All Star Game special. Now we got international 
or not international, interleague play and stuff that kind of ruins some of that magic. Yeah. All right. Ready to get out of here. Josh, I appreciate uh, you letting me get in some, some real Father's Day talk, and I brought it back to baseball yeah, for I, you. I had a whole sheet here of Orioles talk all prepped. All right. We'll do it next week. Dad, we appreciate you hey, coming in and uh, for the special Father's Day episode. We haven't had you in a while because, unfortunately, no Oriole players have died. I know. That's a good or, thing. Fortunately, yeah. yeah. That, that would be yeah, a fortunate thing. Unfortunate, well, if, unfortunately, he's not on the show. Fortunate that no former Orioles I'm, have died. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get him back since we're doing the whole uh, family vacation again in July. Oh, there we go. I'm yeah. sure we'll record a few episodes, maybe some bonus stuff down there, and I'm sure we'll bring Dad in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we appreciate everyone from listening. Uh, appreciate you listening. Go ahead and write us a review on uh, on iTunes. I'll read it next week. Uh, go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and, and, and the Twitters. You can follow me on the Twitters at Section336. You can follow my dad on the Twitter. No. No. Okay. No, you can't follow him. Yeah, nice try. That's, that's not a Twitter handle. Uh, it's just a At no. no. At no. no. Uh, <laughs> and you can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. And as always, go oh, O's. O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun.